Hey everyone, it's Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Pacific time, which means it's time for some more Orange County Soccer Club talk on your favorite podcast, of course, because you're listening or potentially watching us live. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And it's in! Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Austin Bold, dominant in the last 10 This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast presented by Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you on this journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he does every episode, every single episode, even more than I have been on this show, is uh, County Line Coalition's finest, and that's Dylan. Dylan, how are things going, man? They're good. I don't know if I would say I'm County Line Coalition's finest, but no, they're good. I'm glad to be here. Glad, glad to be repping as always. Um, happy to happy to be here, and let's do some player grades. And, and he's even like got the like filter on to make it look even more orange and black. Uh, where he's at, I believe he's still in the flyover state of Iowa, correct? Yes, yes. Um, but hey, I'm on brand at all times. Um, no one wants to see my face anyway. That's why I liked it more when it was just a podcast. We'll just keep the the face on there as I talk. Uh, and we also got to welcome <laughs> this back, is horrible. as always, the third member of our team. We love having him on here, and he is darn amazing at what he talks about soccer wise and also uh you know sometimes makes some background noises is background back? noises i know it, it, it's alan oh hey alan in san diego alan how you doing man uh good good um doing all right i mean i'm glad i'm not the only one um podcasting from a bunker it looks like dylan's is more like doomsday bunker and mine's just like fun and activity wise bunker with the raised bed but no things are good um surviving and, and one let me, more let me just make sure people understand really quick alan it's raised bed not raised bed no not raised bed raised raised bed um no just kind of getting through this week um to survive till thanksgiving break uh get a little like week off of braised bread yeah i'm not even sure braided bread no we're going the wrong direction um no, just getting ready for Thanksgiving break. Had a nice phone call with my mom today, so things are going well. And and a great message on the live stream. If you watch live or if you don't watch live, join us every Tuesday night, 8.30, at least um, when we're recording. We're going to go on a slight break here in a few weeks, but uh, our good friend uh, Andy, who was on last week, uh, said, what's up, nerds? 
I don't know if I should feel a little offended by that or I should be. Oh, proud. he's just talking to me yeah, and we're, Dylan. We're we're hosting a podcast about lower division soccer in the United States. Come on. Does that, uh, does that automatically make us nerds? Yes. Sorry, okay. other oh. content creators, but come on. It's true. <laughs> Oh, um, so I think Dylan already spilt the beans on what we're going to be doing on this particular episode. Um, but before we get to that, I just want to remind everyone, we only have a few episodes left for 2020, um, ready to get through this calendar year and hopefully into a better calendar year. Uh, so we're going to be recording. We're doing tonight. We've got next week, which is uh, Thanksgiving week. And then we have one final episode for the year on December 1st. And we are working on getting guests for that episode, not one but possibly two or three guests on that episode. Um, so, you know, pay attention, follow for that and follow our social media. We might shed some clues onto who we're planning on bringing on for that last episode of 2020. And then we'll take a little holiday break as we do uh, every holiday season, December, January time. Um, and join back together sometime in like February-ish time. We'll figure it out. Got to figure out how this whole soccer thing's going to work. Uh, in 2021 hopefully it, it works a lot smoother than it did in 2020 uh, are you let, let, before we get into soccer grades let me go to you dylan are you uh getting excited for a little break away from uh podcasting about soccer and for the holiday season and most importantly for 2021 yeah i mean i i hate you guys right so yeah i can't wait to not talk to you oh wait that's just kidding i'm probably texting you all the time um this has been a weird year. I know last year, uh, around this time, I was this is pretty well kind of over it. Um, 2018, even this time, I was like, I, I want to break um, and just kind of do non-soccer things for a little bit. But with the stop and start nature of this year um, and, and just the insanity that's been 2020, this was kind of one of the only grounding things, even if it ended up being pretty disappointing. It, it happens, right? But 2021... Um, you know, a vaccine is around the corner and maybe soon we'll be in a stand somewhere and I can, I don't know, convince you to buy me a beer or something. I don't know. We'll share a beer. We'll share a beer, Dylan, once we're allowed to, once there's no worries anymore. Yeah, but don't you have cooties? No, no. That's Alan. Yeah, oh, that's Alan. Cooties. That's yeah. <laughs> he's he's the one that is around junior high kids all day long, so we know he's the one with cooties. Not anymore. Um, Oh yeah, <laughs> not anymore. Oh, Thanks for reminding me, there, Alan. Two kids, so actually, I guess I'll share a beer with Alan. <laughs> Ray, you can keep wearing a mask all the time. Um, let me go to you, Alan. Uh, we're going to get into player grades, and and I'll go back to you really quick, Dylan. But Alan, grade on the orange and black soccer cast for 2020. Uh, we did our best to keep things going. There were a lot of uh, soccer related podcasts and friends of ours that took breaks uh, multiple times throughout this year just because of how horrible it was. We did our best to keep content coming at our listeners, whether they liked it or not. Who knows? But uh, let me let me go to you before we get into the player grades, Alan. Uh, what do you, what would you grade the Orange and Black Soccer Cast for twenty twenty? Um, Chad says A plus plus. Clearly, he only listens to like the first ten minutes. That's usually like our best, and then it it just it. Um, I, I do think there was a lot of fun moments on the podcast. Um, Chad definitely hooked it up with more guests um, than we typically get, which is really nice to be able to um, have those moments where 
you get to break down games or you get to talk about what's happening on the pitch in a way that we can never experience. Um, and we had quite a few uh, really good interviews uh, this year that were uh, enjoyable that um, didn't involve people roasting me on the podcast either. So um, I thought this year it was better, even better than last year. Um, Andy says a B plus. Uh, I think it's fair. Um, I thought it went pretty well. It was that once you start and then it was that lull in the middle of what are we doing? And uh, a lot of Taylor Twelman, what are we doing here? Um, I, I thought it was a solid, a solid year for um, our growth. And um, I thought we got better interviews and we have a lot of um, vegetables to go make. See, get degrees. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, Dill, let me go to you really quick and then we'll get into, well, and then I'll give my thoughts and then we'll get into the player stuff. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of our podcast this year? It's, it's hard. It's weird giving yourself uh, grades when you're doing stuff like this, but you know, how did we do? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I have to do self-evaluations in school a fair amount of the time, like a group project or something. And I'm always a little bit harder on myself, but I don't know. I, I, I just said a moment ago that it was a really weird year and things were very stop and start. But even if we did just talk about like your ill-fated FIFA career or both of your ill-fated FIFA careers, like we were, you know, I hope that people enjoyed having like 30 minutes of us three idiots talking about something on a Tuesday night or, you know, Wednesday morning, wherever they, whenever they listen to it. Um, you know, I just, this was one of the things, this is always one of the things I look forward to every week. And this is one of the things I really look forward to this summer, just based on how everything went. Um, so I'm far too close to the situation to be objective. Um, but subjectively and emotionally, I'll give us a, a B for, for just being around. Oh, I get it. I get it. Fun. I'm sorry. I'm going to remove myself from this podcast forever. It's been a great two years, everyone. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I pre- and I appreciate both of you guys for, for sticking in through this. I know that this has been a hard year and all of our listeners, of course, for sticking with us through this. Um, we, we sort of made it a goal. I think when this all started that we did not want to step away, like on a extended break. Um, because I think sometimes at least this is me personally is once you step away and give yourself that break, it's sort of hard to get back in the swing of things. And I didn't want to have to deal with that. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was good practice, I think, for us to figure out what the heck are we going to talk about uh, on certain nights. And I know sometimes it was a stretch of what we were pulling out to talk about. Sometimes we had to talk about some very serious topics on here. Uh, and we tried to keep things going, keep it as close to soccer related as possible um, and just have a good time. And, and I, I I put it with you guys is, is this was a very good uh this is one of our favorite things to do every Tuesday night. If you don't like listening to us each week, I'm sorry that you keep doing it and, and torturing yourself, but we appreciate it anyways. Uh, but this is something we, we really dedicated ourselves to. And um, I, I think part of, you know, the growth with the player interviews, being able to get more players on thanks to Orange County Soccer Club and especially Chad over there. And, um, you know, we, we even did some, some upgrades on our broadcasting. So those that watch it live, it's, it's a little bit better than it once was uh, at the beginning of 2020. So I, I want to say, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm not going to give a grade because you had all this time to give a grade and now you're copping out. 
Boo. Okay. Yeah, I give don't us a, shame him in the comments. I give us an A plus plus plus. No one likes a Homer Ray. Not a real thing. <laughs> the plus plus. Um, <laughs> let's get into some player grades now. So what we're going to do is today and then our next episode next week, we're going to basically wrap up all of our player grading. Uh, and then if there's time left over next week, we'll figure out how to fill out that time. Like I said, plan on December 1st on joining us for some crazy or not crazy, but some, some good interviews. We're hoping to get a couple, maybe even three, if we can make it work. Um, so I'm going to go to Dylan cause I don't have the list up quite yet. I'm going to let Dylan sort of continue running this player grade discussion. Um, he did such a great job with it uh, when we got it started, I believe a couple weeks ago. So let's, let's let him keep it going. What do you got Dylan? I don't know if I would say great job or anything. Um, but we did make it through some of the players who only played a few times this season. The last one we talked about was uh, Thomas Enewoldson, who uh, played in one match and um, fathered one child. Though I guess technically doing the math, he did that last season. Um, he received a B from B for baby uh, from Allen, which I think is a fair grade. Um, you know, hope he's doing well. But we're going to talk about some people that featured a little bit more. Um, only one of these people played less than 50% of the season. So now we actually kind of have to give grades, um, but we'll start off with Harry Forrester, um, who I think we all did not give a good grade last year. Um, and well, I don't know about this year, but Alan, since I'm yes. looking at your grade, by all means. Um, I, I thought, um, I mean, I think we were a little bit disappointed that he came back this year uh, with how last season ended. Um, but he seemed that first match, he seemed like he was approaching the season with a little bit uh, more seriousness and a little bit more um, uh, of a focused drive. And I think I was hopeful that Harry Forrester would have a good season. Uh, unfortunately, uh, due to some injury issues, he only featured later in the, in the season um, and did fine. Um, Nothing super outstanding, but also nothing um, terrible either. I gave him a C, uh, kind of average. Um, so that's where I am with Harry Forrester. Uh, good that he was able to get healthy again. You never want to see a player um, hurt. Um, so I'm glad he was able to get into a couple games, but nothing spectacular. I, th I think that's pretty fair. Um, I also gave him a C. He really didn't play, but you know I don't fault him for getting any injury. The ground here in Southern California is awful. It happens constantly. I mean, we lost two players last year to knee injuries halfway through the year. Um, but I I do have to say he showed up fit this year, which is not something we could say in 2019. Um, he said at the beginning of the year that he he realized he was really off the mark last year um, and and not uh, particularly professional, and that he was going to rectify that. Um, and I think. You know, his mindset was there. If he had played more uh, and, and made the impact that we know he's capable of making at this level, um, he would have gotten a higher grade, but I have to give him a C too. Um, I would imagine maybe he comes back again. You know, he, he and Rob have a good partnership, and uh, it seems that, I don't know, he's matured a lot for being a guy that's already uh, well into adulthood, but much higher marks for me. Ray? I mean, I can see your grade, but by all means, give us your rationale behind it. 
you want to hear my voice on it. You don't want to just read the grade out loud. And I do want to say this, anyone that is watching or listening to this live, you can share your grades on these players as we discuss. And um, if you do, we'll, we'll share them on the stream and we'll, we'll potentially mention it unless it's just a crazy, crazy weird grade that we might not do so. But you feature your crazy weird grades. Come on. Whatever you want. My grades are, are spot on. My grades are spot on Dylan. Um, I'm going to do this. I, I'm going to go a little bit, give, be a little bit nicer to Harry Forrester than the two of you are. I'm going to give him a C plus on this season. Um, and I, I know if you've listened to my grades this season, this might seem a little weird, but uh, stick with me on this. Uh, like Dylan mentioned, he came into the season actually ready to uh, perform and, and contribute to Orange County Soccer Club uh, for 2020. Unlike what we saw in 2019, he came in a little bit, uh, maybe not ready for the season. Uh, and, you know, I, I think there was some good expectations, uh, what we were going to get out of him. Unfortunately, a knee injury, like Dylan said, uh, you know, it, it was an unfortunate knee injury. It wasn't something where he's milking an injury not to get playing time. And, and the reason we know that is uh, he could have easily taken the the rest of the season off and not even tried to get himself back into shape, uh, back into fitness to be able to to feature on on the team. But he he made his way back and we actually got to see him at the end of the season there, which I was, I was actually very surprised when I saw the name of Harry Forster coming into uh, a match uh, in 2020 after the injury. Um, I, I expected him to just sort of toss the season aside and say, Hey, I was hurt. Couldn't help it. So I, I had to give him that extra little bit of, of a uh, higher grade that plus on there, because, you know, he showed that he was at least trying to get out there and trying to contribute with orange County, um, even though it didn't, um, quite go the way that either he or any of us fans were were hoping at the beginning of the season. So C plus. That's that's beautiful. I love that. Um, or, or whatever. That's actually a fair grade. I'm proud of you, Ray. You know, I you you guys were giving me a hard time last time on the grades because I was being a little silly with the grades. But to be fair, a lot of those players either played very little or there was not these high expectations on them. So I was just having a little bit of fun with them. But now that we're getting to the players that either came into the season, were supposed to be big parts of the team or, you know, actually contributed big parts of this team. I wanted to take it a little bit more serious. So now I feel like I've already forgotten. Did you, did you mention the thing you wrote down in our little, our spreadsheet here for our grades? Did you mention that is why you gave him a C plus? Oh, I wrote that. Oh, okay. Well then Alan wrote, he didn't step on anyone's face, which is a fact. And that is an improvement on last season. Moving on, Kevin Coleman played in nine matches this year. They scored one very important equalizing goal against Phoenix in our first match back after in the return to play. Uh, Alan, why don't you go ahead and give us your grade? Um, I gave him a C uh, because I think that I had higher expectations for Kevin Coleman coming into the season. Uh, I think he started out really well. Those first two Phoenix matches, uh, he played uh, particularly well. Um, and then um, there was kind of just kind of average performances from him. Um, not a lot, not as much as the performance wasn't as good as I would have hoped from a player like Kevin Coleman. I think he's just like a like one breakout away from doing something pretty special. Um, and his early season was really good. Like if you ask me halfway through the season, I definitely give him, you know, a B plus uh, for the first half. Uh, but the last half of the season uh, just didn't quite work out for him. Uh, so that's why I'm uh, I grade him a little bit harsher because I think that he has the ability to be um, a 
a really good USL player. Um, he just didn't quite make it happen this year, uh, at course, over the course of the season. I think that's fair. We can just hear Ray typing there. But um, I think it's worth noting he's only 22. He'll be 23 by the time the season starts next year. Um, but very much an unfinished player at this point. I have to give him a B. Um, I know he struggled with injury again at the at the later half of the season. It was something that happened last year. Um, but it's really clear that he has this ability. And even if he was only given 10 or 15 minutes at the end of most matches to try and make a difference, um, he was able to change our shape and give us a lot more freedom and flexibility moving forward. We created more chances than anyone else in the league, but we couldn't, couldn't put him away. Um, I would love to see him play as a little bit less of a winger, maybe more of like an inverted forward at some point, um, and, and maybe start getting a couple more shots off. But I give him a B for his efforts. Uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds for him. I'm hoping it's uh, in an Orange County shirt. I'm hoping we get to see that that polished, finished product of his and, and maybe even that, uh, that dream of Germany. Is it isn't gone for him, Ray? What do you think? Where'd you go? What are these? Uh, what'd you give him for a grade? Uh, so for Mr. Kevin Coleman, um, I was a little conflicted on what I was going to do for the grade there. Uh, for Kevin Coleman, uh, you know, I think if Orange County could have used anything this season, it is some goal scoring, which I think Kevin Coleman could have provided had he not been dealing with injuries during the season. And I'm a little disappointed in the fact that we didn't get to see that. I mean, we all remember that amazing goal in, I believe it was Tulsa in 2019. Um, and I think that him returning this year was, we, we had some pretty good expectations of what we were going to see out of him. Um, I don't know. Is it, I'll, I'll ask Mr. Teacher, Mr. Allen, is there any grade that comes between a C plus and a B minus that we can give him? Because that, that's um, sort of I, I'm I don't want to quite go C plus, but I don't want to quite go as high as B minus. No. Um then I will create a grade <laughs> no, and call it no, B minus that's minus. Not allowed. That's not B allowed. Minus minus. That isn't a grade. He's like a 79.4. It's like <laughs> he's like a 79.49. You're like, oh man, I don't know. Do I round up here? Do I bump him? And and I I get that he's young and to be fair, like I'm a huge Kevin Coleman fan. I've been a huge Kevin Coleman fan since last season. Like I love the way he plays. There's a there's something there. It just didn't quite happen this season. But um, yeah, I can I can see that B minus minus minus. Like the <laughs> it's it's you know because I I want to I want to give him that B minus, but because the thing we needed is something he could have provided had he been on the pitch, which is some scoring. Uh, I, I have, I, for whatever reason, I feel like I have to just knock a little bit off that B minus. That's why I'm saying like a B minus minus, or if we want to be true to it, something between a C plus and a B minus. That's what I'll say. You just have to pick one, man. Did he go to office hours? Then he gets a B minus. If he didn't go to office hours, then he gets a C plus. And that's just. So then, so let me, you're going to help me decide really quick, Dylan, since you seem to be really good at this. Did he score? more or less goals than you anticipated him to score in 2020? You personally, did he score more or less than you thought he would in 2020? He scored exactly the same. No, I, what did well, you I'm, think he was going to score in 2020? Well, I you, thought he was going to score one season. goal. 
So, Coming into the season, you thought one goal. Do you yeah. believe that, Alan? Do you believe that that he came in thinking it was going to be one goal from Kevin? Well, Coleman we're talking like March. We're talking July because those are two very different answers. I'm talking about coming into 2020. Oh, in March. Yeah. Then he didn't come to office hours. But if you consider the reality of the situation, like the fact Thomas Enoldson doesn't didn't play for us at all, he didn't get knocked there. Um, then uh, what do you want me to say here that he doesn't deserve a good grade? Like. If he, if well, you're trying to make you're, you're forcing me to pick a grade. I can't. I can't be this. Yeah, you're trying to make up meaningless nonsense here and and do it in the last minute. That's why. That's why people listen to our podcast is for my meaningless nonsense. <laughs> Probably just to watch me lose my mind because you do it so often. Yeah, you keep coming back to the podcast. All right, that's my New Year's resolution for 2021. <laughs> um, what, on, to uh, not different. come back. Yeah, on a more positive note, speaking of someone that scored more goals um, in one sitting than I really thought they would have, uh, Chandler Hoffman featured in nine matches and scored uh, one very impressive hat trick against Vegas in the last match of the year. Fortunately, it didn't amount to anything besides a very exciting first half. Um, but it was a glimpse of what we signed him on loan for from Birmingham. Alan? Yes. Please. Give us your grade. Um, so this one is kind of like the opposite of uh, Coleman. Like he had a pretty decent start of his season, um, but then it was kind of lackluster, if you will. And then he was like, oh, snap, I'm going to fail this class. I have to turn in a bunch of assignments right at the very end um, and had a heck of a game to finish the uh, end of the season. Um I would have rather had that hat trick spread out over the course of a couple games. Um, like the Phoenix rising match would have been nice. Um, the one nil, um, the Vegas orange County, Las Vegas. He was on the bench. He didn't even get in. Um, I have a hard time giving anything more than a C. I think we wanted more from him that you sign him for goal scoring and you got kind of a flurry right at the very end to kind of try to bring his grade up. So I gave him a C. Um, I am not necessarily disagreeing with your grade, Dylan, um, but I think one game does not make a good season. I think that's fair. Um, I think we all had much higher expectations for him, but yet another player who had injury problems this year. I mean, that's. I think that's... Part of what happens, I think we played six or seven matches in the month of September. Maybe it was August, but just an incredible amount of matches. Um, coming in late anyway, not being able to play, not even be able to train for a little bit. Just overall, quite a bit of mess. I gave him a B minus. Um, I was thoroughly, thoroughly pleased with that hat trick. It was there. I think he did a really good job for us in other matches. I specifically remember the match down in San Diego that he played in. He did a really good job moving the ball forward for us. And that was, at that point in the year, looked like it wasn't going to happen for us at all. Um, looked like we were really struggling with that. So it was nice to have someone that you could put the ball to on the ground and have him uh, work rather than hoofing it forward and, and have a DJ or a, an Ugo get onto it. And, um, you know, finesse their way into the box. So B minus for me. 
I can see that we're going to have another one of these Ray conversations here. So, Ray, got to pick one, man. What's your well, grade? Well, apparently, though, Chandler you're, Hoffman. like, changing your grade from what's on the sheet. So, I mean, you're going to call slightly. me out on Then we're, we're going to get into this. I picked um, one grade. I picked I, one grade. I, I look at <laughs> – I agree with both what both well, with what both of you said and and Alan especially Alan said it's similar to the Kevin Coleman scenario except it's reversed right it's uh, Kevin Coleman did pretty good at the beginning of the season and then tailed off because of injuries and whatnot and it's vice versa for uh, Mr Chandler Hoffman where he didn't really feature much early on he came to the the club a little bit later than most of the other players but um, you know finished the season strong and um, you know. A lot of uh, my grade is going to be based on, you know, what have you done for us lately? And and he had a hat trick in the final match. And uh, the fact that it was like a meaningless match for Orange County, he could have just gone out there and collected a check and, and gone back to Birmingham, but came out and put out his best performance, uh, at least goal-wise for the for the club. Uh, so I'm torn between the, the, the same thing with Kevin Coleman, the C-plus slash B-minus aspect of it. But I think I have to agree with you, Dylan. It's a B-minus um, because of uh, the what he did at the end of the season there in that final match and get the, get the hat trick, which I don't think any of us anticipated, especially I think we were talking about it and we talked about it on this, this podcast, it was like in the span of like 18 minutes, he got a hat trick, which is pretty darn amazing from any level of soccer uh, to get a hat trick rather quickly like that is, is pretty darn cool. So he gets a little bump from me on that because of, of that grade or because of that performance. I mean, you do have to count the minutes he played before he started scoring. But yes, I believe it was either 24 or 27 minutes uh, in total. But yeah, it was an impressive amount of goals in a short spread of time. Um, and I think the thing that is definitely pushing my grade a little bit further or uh, a little bit higher, that is, is the fact that he finally gave us something to be excited about after like two weeks of just abject misery in Orange County games and all over the league. Uh, or at least the Western Conference. It was like, this is insane. This season couldn't have any more bad news. And then it was like, okay, finally, just like something weird and fun, and we're benefiting from it. So, you know, ending the season on a high note is worthwhile. Um, someone who did not end the season on a high note, at least. Well, let me, let me really quick, Dylan, before you oh, move on, okay. really quick, I just want to say one last comment about Chandler. Um, cause you, you said, well, we have to count those first, you know, 20 something minutes before he went on that nice run. But, but that, that like 18 minute run is, is sort of like, you know, playing like me playing against Allen and FIFA, you know, you just, you know, it, it's going okay for a while. And then all of a sudden I just decided to take it seriously and score like three goals in the span of like a minute. And then Allen's like throwing his, his controller through the TV and rage quitting on the game because he's upset about it. I have never rage quitted. That wasn't Alan. That was like is that a word? A broken quitted? hand. You were just just absolutely hammering. Him. Yes, that did happen. I remember that. That guy yeah. quit like in the sixty or seventieth minute of my EUSL match, and then he he messaged me saying, "Oh, it's because my hand's broken." Yeah, that was a weird one. I, I had to just bring up FIFA just for the heck of it. I we talked about FIFA earlier this year. Gladly take my lumps in FIFA. You did. Hey, I, I will say this. I've never, whenever I play that game, I can be down like eight, nothing. I do not quit the game. I, I will play to the end. All right. All right. Well, anyway, maybe not speaking of playing to the end because um, this player didn't, I think finish any, maybe he did. I, I think he actually did play a full 90 Kobe Henry four matches played two against Vegas, throwing a very, very young man into the fire um, and in both a meteorological, 
whatever. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. I've spent too much time with Ray, and I can no longer speak, um, both in a weather sense and a um, sink or swim, kid. Go for it. Uh, Kobe Henry, four matches played. Alan, give us your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I know he's he's a, a young chap, uh, but if there's one thing uh, that Richard uh, Chaplow has told us is that 16 is not too young to talk about um, being professional, right? Um, and rising to that challenge. I think he had uh, a good game, that Sacramento Republic game. He played pretty well. Uh, the back line did all right, um, but I, I'm not sure that um, that he's done cooking in the oven, if you will. I thought he got put into some pretty uh, tough situations. I think with like midfield, you can kind of hide a little bit, but if you're a center back, um, you're you're going to get spotlights on you pretty heavily because you are that last line of defense before your goalkeeper. Uh, and even though Orange County has two really solid goalkeepers, there is a lot of pressure on that back line. Uh, and we saw what happens when that back line doesn't perform well. Uh, the team doesn't perform well. Uh, I gave him a C minus. Um, I changed that because I realized that there is a, um, yes, I am mean. Um, but I, I just think there's a lot to learn there. And I think there's a couple of times where, um, he didn't quite live up to expectations for where he should be. Uh, but there's nothing to say that, Hey, this is a C minus now, but it's essentially, Hey, you're a, you're a high school kid in a college class. Um, so he did all right. Um, I would like to have seen a little bit better from him, um, but I gave him a C minus. That's fair. Um, one match that I really thought he should have done better in was the final match against Vegas. Uh, he was caught out quite a few times in that one. Um, again, there was nothing to play for in that match. And he is extremely young, so you're going to have inconsistencies there. Overall, you can tell he's a quality player. Um, as he gets older and more confident, um, and even just plays more and and gets comfortable in that back line and with whoever uh, is right behind him and directly in front of him, that he's going to be a really good player and that he's, he's probably going to be too good for this level in a couple of years time. Um, I would imagine we don't have him for a long time, but I gave Kobe Henry a C for that one, much like Chandler Hoffman getting bump up for that final match. I do remember Kobe Henry making quite a few mistakes and that was kind of like the big blight um, from that match. But Hey, I've given players worse grades before and, and been really excited to see them the next year. So that's what's going on here, too. Uh, I can't wait for a 17-year-old Kobe Henry. My God, it's just children. Are we allowed to talk about children like this? I feel like I need to grade them higher. Like, they're not old enough to be criticized properly. They're, like, precious, eh. perfect. They're professionals. They can, they, can be, uh, they can be critiqued. You're probably right, but they are precious and perfect children that have never made mistakes and will never make mistakes to me except for the said mistakes i just mentioned ray what is your grade for this one so i i guess i get to be the nice one when it comes to kobe henry here uh let me just talk about the reason why i'm giving the grade i'm giving uh just like i did for the team as a whole i, I was pretty harsh on the team because of what expectations were coming into the season i gave them the grade i gave i'm giving kobe this grade based off of you know very limited expectations i had of kobe henry 
in 2020. I, I knew that he was a name that was being mentioned around like youth U.S. soccer, but I'd never seen him play. And I think coming into the season, I wasn't expecting any major minutes or major play out of him. And if we got it, that'd be awesome. Uh, he came in, he played like a 17 year old that has some potential. He, he had some good moments. He had some poor moments, uh, but all in all, I, I think his uh, show on the pitch uh, outweighs any of the negatives he did um, out uh, on the pitch. So I had to give him a C plus. Dylan wasn't ready for me to end that quickly either. I could tell. I'm, I'm amazed. I thought you were just going to go on forever. Oh, well, we go on. Even see, now Alan's ready. I just had a stall, so he was ready. All right, next one up. Edson Alvarado. Nine matches played in this one. Um, Alan, go Yeah, Ed, Edson Alvarado is one of these guys who is... I don't think he's ever going to blow you away with his play. Um he had a nice match against uh, San Diego early in the season, uh, assisted on that Aiden Quinn banger of a goal, uh, but still didn't play terribly well. He's 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 one of those guys where you have him in the squad. He's a good squad depth player. Uh, he's going to start a couple games. Uh, he's going to do his job, but it's not going to be um, necessarily anything that's going to um, excite you um, as far as his play. Um, I, th- I think he's a, a decent player and I think he's one that you keep as bench depth and a spot start here and there. Give him a C. I don't think we're expecting anything uh, amazing from him. I think he delivers exactly what you ask most games, uh, but you kind of started out a little bit rough and definitely ended a little bit rough. Um, he's just kind of an average player. Um, I would I wouldn't disagree with a, a, a B minus for him, but um, I think at this point we expect a little bit better from him, but I gave him a C. I have to agree with you there, Alan. He's a great bench player. Um, he's really good for that depth. Throw him on for half an hour, throw him on for 20 minutes. Um, as long as you're ask, not asking him to do a ton of defending, um, he's going to be really valuable because he just manages to kind of like find himself in positions where he can like work on a guy or, or pick up the ball in a dangerous position and, and lay it off to a guy like Aiden Quinn, who's going to smash it home. Um, I love watching him play because it's exactly what I think I probably look like when I'm playing Sunday league or pick up soccer, like arms flailing, just like happy to be out there um, and, and working. I gave him a C. I, I don't remember I didn't actually realize that he was on the pitch in the final match against Las Vegas because so much else was going on. Um, and I think he does have a, a tendency to kind of almost be invisible. If you're not looking out for his like, um, like flailing arms as he's doing Cruyff turns or anything, but those players are important, right? Like, I don't know. Tottenham has like Harry Winks and Liverpool has, I don't know. There's got to be like. Why would you pick some... Harry Winks? Are you comparing? Are you are you comparing Edson Alvarado to Harry Winks? Is that what no. I, I'm hearing well, from you, Dylan? You know You're right. That was poor because I actually have some respect for Edson Alvarado. Um, I'm sure Liverpool. I'll take. Hey, I'm fine with that. It's Harry Winks. He's not. He he's not the most loved Tottenham Hotspur player in the world. In, anyway, um, I'm sure Liverpool has a player like that, right? I mean, like Marouane Fellaini played it. Everton and then was like just got awful at Man United for like six years or something. 
Um, you, but it's because these guys have places and, you know, injuries happen, suspensions happen. Sometimes you just need a fresh set of legs for 20 or 30 minutes at the end of the match. You need a guy who's going to go, okay, coach. Um, maybe I'm not the best guy on the pitch. Maybe I'm not the best guy on the team, but I'm going to go out there and um, I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can for the time that you give me. And I'm going to show up to training and work and I'm not going to complain. Um, not going to cause any problems. I don't know. See, almost feels unfair if you consider that being his, his job and his role here, but I don't know. There's a place for him. I still want to see him around. I still like him. Like, I don't know. Ray, are you being nicer again? You are being nicer again. Tell us why. Well, again, it's all based on expectations coming into the season. And I think you all made my argument is there wasn't really much expectations out of Edson Alvarado coming into the season. And he didn't like shine spectacularly. He wasn't like this amazing player on the pitch, but like Dylan said, he did what you probably expect him to do in the moments. And let me just say, Dylan, you were like the only one that didn't notice him out on the pitch. I think Alan and I both saw that he was there from the first minute of that final match. You're the only one that was confused about Edson Alvarado. Uh, I, I think he did a little bit more than I was expecting of him coming into the season. I like his, I, I guess I'll say like work rate. He seems to like have some good energy when he's out there. He's not like giving up on plays. He's sort of, you know, he's not the quickest on foot. He's not the most agile, but you see him out there running his hardest uh, uh, quite a bit when he's out there on the pitch, which is nice to see uh, out of a young player who's fighting for a position uh, on, on a USL squad. So I, I had to give him a C plus. Short, succinct. I think we all kind of agree. Um, just it warms my heart to watch him play because I know that is exactly what I look like every time. Um, can we just can we just confirm this though, Dylan? You're not actually out there playing weekend league right now. God, you know, no, during no, I, I just want to make sure because you're talking about it's like you like this is what you look like out there playing weekend league. I just want to make sure our listeners know you're not doing that right this moment. This was in the past when you were allowed to do so. No, I'm a responsible person. Um, I, I'm not out to get anyone else sick or, you know, add to the horrific widespread um, and uncontrolled spread of COVID at the moment. No, um, I haven't played in 10 months. That hurts to say. That really hurts my soul. Oh, well, um, you know what else hurts my soul? Aaron Cervantes leaving. But guess who we get to grade now? Aaron Cervantes. Alan, go. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give him a B. Um, I think I would have liked to see him try to push, um, Frederick do a little bit more, but I think it's hard with someone who had the season that Frederick do had to, uh, get more starts than he did. Um, he always plays well. Um, I, I think he's going to learn a lot and get a lot better, um, over there in Scotland. I am sad to see him go because that means I have to like figure out how to watch Rangers on the television more often to keep an eye on him if and when he plays and when he plays. Um, I'm going to give him a B. Uh, pretty good season. Uh, maybe not as um, automatic as he was last year. I thought he had a really good um, uh, season last year. But ultimately, um, I think he came up big when he needed to come up big. Um, he had uh, some really nice saves, like he always does, um, and he did a good job. Um, so I'm going to give him uh, a B. Okay, okay, okay. I see it. Um, I I'm going to give him a B as well. 
I think he wasn't as polished as he was in 2019. Um, not so much down to hunger, I don't think. I don't think he got his head turned. I, I, I figured he knew a transfer was coming. He had turned 18 in the spring. Um, even with COVID, someone was going to come calling. It was going to be in Europe when they announced Rangers, especially after he trained. It was only a matter of time. Um, I was glad he got to see out the entire season with us. I was worried he was going to end up leaving in July or August. Um, Ray made some nice art that if you're watching, you can see. I'm going to give him a B. Um, couple mistakes, but again, we're talking about a young guy playing in a position where if you make a mistake, it's really obvious. Center back, goalkeeper, things where if you get beat, ball ends up in the back of the net. Um, missed what I thought he could have saved in Sacramento, and that hangs out in my mind, but also made some pretty big stops against Los Dos um, and, and really proved that, you know, if he wasn't moving on, he could easily play at this level. Ray, your thoughts? I mean, you know, honestly, I, I agree with both of you on this. Uh, I, I love your guy, your, your grade, each of you with the B grade. It, it's pretty spot on based on his performance this year. I had to just give him a, a slight tick up because he turned his USL career up to this point, including this past season into a new opportunity out in Europe with Rangers. So I, I gave him a B plus on that because of that. I think he's going to do pretty good out there. It's going to be a good experience for him and whether or not he makes it as a, a regular in Europe, as a goalkeeper, it's going to be a, a good opportunity for him to grow out there and potentially return uh, not only to uh, stateside, maybe USL or MLS uh, to further his career, but he will also be able to potentially fight for a spot there in the U.S. men's national team in the near future, which is pretty awesome. And Rangers is a great place to go uh, to to take those next steps because he's going to definitely uh, learn something there and and grow as a player. And so I give him a B plus. And he's one of our own, so gotta gotta love that. He is one of our own. I'll miss that chant. It was very simple, not at all original, but um, I mean. How cool is it to see a kid that's, well, he was our youngest ever signing when he signed with us and watching him just ride the bench, uh, really he didn't even dress at all in 2018 and show up in 2019 and, and really make a name for himself in the league and earn an international call up. And granted, he didn't appear in the U17 World Cup, but you look at the guys that he sat behind there um, playing Fulham. Um playing then with Chicago Fire, but now I believe with Leicester City, Aaron belongs in Europe with that crop of goalkeepers. And I mean, if he keeps working hard, we had him on a couple months ago. And the it's a name there. that we will not, that, that will not go away. We're going to continue to hear his name in the soccer world. Um, and we definitely, uh, as the Orange Black Soccer Cast, we're going to follow his career going forward um, and maybe be able to provide updates on where he and some of these other players that um, started with us or played with us and see where they're on now. That's definitely something I'm working on for 2021 of having like a look back at former players and potentially even seeing if we can get some of them on the show to find out where their career has gone um, after leaving Orange County, which is pretty cool. Oh, speaking of players. Oh no, Alan. You yes. Say something. I was going to, I was ready to move on to Cammy Palmer. Yeah, speaking of players that I would love to know where they're playing and slash or would love to see back, Cammy Palmer, 13 matches played, uh, 
one incredible banger that is up for goal of the year. If you haven't yet done so, go vote for Cammy Palmer for goal of the year because Chef's Kiss, absolute banger of a goal. Canadian born, Northern Irishman, playing for a Scottish team in Southern California. I don't know. I love it. Alan, give us your grade. I gave him a B. I thought he had moments of brilliance um, that really showed what kind of talent he can have, what kind of talent he has, and the ability he's going to have on the pitch. Um, I think USL is going to be a brief stop for him. Um, he's going to find some success in some higher leagues. Um, but I, I think there's also some moments of frustration uh, where it showed a little bit of his youth um, with some inconsistent play over the course of the season. So I couldn't quite give him an A. I kind of wanted to, kind of. Um, I was going back and forth depending on which game you watch and pay attention to with him. There was definitely, again, some moments of brilliance, uh, but also some frustration with him not living up to that potential. Uh, so I gave him a B, um, but probably more like a B plus a minus ish, like a like an eighty nine point two. Oh man, sometimes you just gotta do that extra little bit of work. I mean, I would know. I'm that uh, like Chandler Hoffman type. That's like, oh, there's a week left. Time to turn all his assignments that I didn't do. Um, no, that's what I used to be. I'm a better man now. Um, I gave Cammy an A. I didn't expect that he was going to see the pitch at all this season, given the guys that were in front of him. Just trying to imagine how he fit into a team that had, uh, you know, Danny Chrysostomo, Thomasina Voltsin, Aiden Quinn, Harry Forrester, Seth Kasipley. Where does he fit into that kind of midfield? Injuries, COVID. Inavoldson having a Inavoldson's partner having a baby and him moving to Denmark for it. Um, Cami comes in and I know that every once in a while he'd pick up a card that was just pointless and he was like trying to you know wrestle guys to the ground for a ball. But I loved that hunger and you know he might be a wee lad, but he was fighting as hard as he could to prove that he belongs that he deserves to play against men um, and that he is one. And, you know, I didn't expect a guy that plays that deep in the field. I mean, just ahead of Aiden, but to score as many goals as he did, you know, he's another unfinished product and we will probably not get to see that finished product here, but um, he did keep us in contention for a lot longer than, than we otherwise would have been. Ray. Your thoughts. I have to unmute yourself, Ray. I know, I know. I, I was on an, another page oh, real quick just looking at something. Ray wasn't ready. Yes. I was I was ignoring you, Dylan. I wasn't even paying attention to what you said. God, so I, I think we're talking about uh yeah, we're talking about uh, who? Uh, oh yeah, no, Cammy Palmer. I get I, I I actually was paying attention. Um I, I feel let me let me look at your grades really quick again, gentlemen. I, I think Dylan, I'm closer to you on the grade, but I think you were slightly too nice because I, I I think there were a few instances out of Cami that you even mentioned it where he's maybe picking up a unnecessary card out there. Which I love the aggressiveness, but when it happens multiple times, that's where you have to worry about the concern there. Um, he did have that one amazing goal, which is up for for goal of the season. 
but there were also plenty of times where he looked uh, a little bit uh, out of his depth out there in the uh, on the pitch. Um, nothing against him because he is a younger player, but I I think maybe because he's coming from Rangers, I'm expecting a little bit more out of him because uh, no knock on Orange County, but Rangers have uh, one of the top academies probably in the world, uh, definitely in Europe uh, for, for developing these players. And I know watching uh, part one of the docuseries between Rangers and OCUC, like what they are doing out there with their youth teams out there. Uh, so I was expecting, I was expecting him to to feature. I wasn't expecting, I, I wasn't like you Dylan, where I was like shocked that he's actually doing something out there. Uh, but um, I went with an A minus for him because he definitely uh, performed pretty well. Um, he did, for the most part, better than my expectations come in this season. But there was a, a few hiccups in there, so I couldn't quite go to an A. That's fair. Um, while you're talking, I looked up where he went. Didn't realize he'd signed another loan. Um, he's at Clyde FC, which play in uh, Scottish League One, which is the third division. Um, so probably one last loan move for him before he really has to make a name for himself in the first team. Um, kind of hoping we were going to see him again, but... You know, get him back into the hoofball that is playing in Scotland, um, which is oddly kind of what we played this season. Anyway, I digress. Let's talk about another midfielder who appeared probably a lot more than we thought. He was going to appear in a whole bunch of positions and boasted some pretty good stats. Danny Chrysostomo, Ray's favorite player. I know Ray has a jersey of him on his wall, but we're still going to talk to Alan first because Alan's our favorite. Alan, hey. Um, I really, really, really liked uh, Danny Chrysostomo this year. Um, I thought, based compared to last year, I think there was an expectation of where he would be at the beginning of the year, and he really came out and impressed uh, in the early season. I really liked the way he played uh, against El Paso. Um, I liked the way he started his season. Um, he had, like I said, he had a lot of really good, positive moments early in the year. Um, like I said, Fantastic game against El Paso. Pretty good um, later on um, against Orange County. Or sorry, against LA. Sorry, I'm reading things. Um, not against themselves. That'd be weird. Um, I, I think he is coming along very nicely. Um, I also think um, he grew a lot more than I thought he would um, based on where he was last season. Um, I gave him a B. Um Really good development. Um, I think he's just like one more step away from making that really big jump to that that A type player. Um, I think he's he's almost there. Um, I really like I said I really liked the way he played. Uh, I was quite a, kind of su- a surprise for me. I think if the, there's a surprise of the season, I would give it to Danny Chrysostomo. Uh, very impressed. Uh, I think he just needs to make that one more step forward to be kind of that A player. So that's a fair assessment, but I still gave him an A. I think he cleaned up his game a little bit. Um, I think last year he was, I've said this a million times in this podcast already, but like an unpolished, kind of unproven player who was probably going to be more of an Edson Alvarado in 2019 where, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, Christian Duke has picked up a suspension or like a knock or something. Uh, we, we just need some fresh legs. Go ahead and come on. And he was thrust in the spotlight. And we realized... He's he's a good USL player. He belongs on this team, and he can do a job on this team week in, week out. Um, and he did it again. I mean, 15 matches played, and he cleaned it up. He wasn't missing games because he was like picking up 
kind of dumb yellow cards in the first half of matches like he was in 2019. Um, he really grew into his role and grew into the level that was asked of him for a second year in a row, which is just great. So I gave him an A. I don't know what Alan's doing, but hopefully it's like... Oh, Sarah needs her phone charger. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, we're all running low on battery because it is late and we are going to run long for a second week in a row. So, Ray, quickly, sorry, but quickly, give us your thoughts on Danny Chrysostomo, your favorite player. You have to unmute yourself. You're like a boomer because you don't know how to unmute yourself. He just said Alan was absolutely right. He's handsome. Alan was absolutely right. That's exactly how did you know, Alan? No, I was just saying, um, Dylan, uh, it's hard to maintain uh, a pace of a show and, and make us stay on time, right? Yeah, why would you let me? Especially when people go off topic and start talking about random things like this. Yeah, when they start talking about how they want to give someone two grades. They're clearly not a teacher. Um, So keep it short and sweet on Danny Chrysostomo. I had some pretty decent expectations coming to the season. Um, Everyone knows, uh, well, not everyone, but most people know that at the uh, fan preseason, like sort of get together for for season ticket holders and, and supporters and whatnot, uh, I bid on his uh, game-worn jersey or autographed jersey or whatever it was. So I do have that that jersey. I'm going to find a way to get it up on the wall here uh, behind us for the show for next season or for next year or whatever we're calling it. Uh, but I, I went with a B-plus for Danny. I, I feel like he was solid out there. He did was, what was expected of him. He didn't like go for, uh, beyond uh, the expectations many times. He just was a solid piece out there on the field for Orange County. I think really uh, we could have – um, not asked for any more out of him. I mean, he did a really good job out there, and I think a B plus is a deserved grade. Fair enough. Fair enough. One last grade for tonight. Another player that two, I don't right? think two, is... two last grades for tonight. I think we're just gonna do one. We're already oh. almost at the hour mark. We'll be at the hour mark by the time we're done with those. Danny Finlayson, mm. center back, mm. converted into a right back, mm. and then managed to play a whole bunch mm. and did really well. Mm, says mm. Alan. Alan, please stop. Mm, and mm, mm, mm. give us a grade. Uh, I gave him a B. Uh, I thought that there was um, some really nice moments from him. Uh, there was actually a really couple fun moments um, in that last San Diego match um, where you could tell that Rob Kiernan was really kind of uh, writing him. Uh, and helping him be better. Um, unlike some of our other grades, I thought he started the year really well and then kind of had this like dip in the middle, dip of form in the middle, uh, and then performed quite well um, at times at the end. Um, he definitely had some moments of greatness, uh, and I like the way he played. And uh, I know that he's going to um, have some potential there as far as. Um, some professional career of his, uh, but I gave him a B. I didn't think he was quite an A player. Um, he had a couple, like I said, he had a couple really rough moments in the middle of the season. Uh, so probably like a B plus. Okay. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, Andy pointed out that fantastic two game series against Phoenix, which I think was great because this kid comes out of nowhere. He's playing out of position against one of the best teams in the league team that ultimately made the USL final um, were favorites to win the league and just 
suddenly took one of the league's best players and put him in his pocket for 90 minutes and then came back the the next week and i don't know frustrated uh santi moir quite a bit and, and and helped wind him up or i'm not exactly sure what happened but danny came in and did an excellent job um i didn't hear any complaints about him he seemed thrilled to be here thrilled to just put his head down and work I mean, it was great. I gave him an A. Um, he did have some rougher performances, but you can see um, where it was at. Like his final third, uh, his crossing isn't great, but he's also a center back. So, like, what do you expect? Um, so, anytime he's in the final third, you're like, uh, maybe just like lay this one off, like to Aiden or something, and they're like, find find someone to to ping this ball in for you. Um, but did did his job excellently in what was ultimately a very defensive. Um, like four four one one for most of the year, so I gave him an A. Ray, your thoughts? Yeah, out of all the players we're talking about today, this is the highest grade for me. Um, just because exactly what you were saying there, Dylan, you you're mentioning it. Uh, Danny Finlayson is is a center back, a center back, a center back, and he performed way above expectations on on the right side of the defense there for Orange County, especially early on in the season with some tough opponents. Uh, you know, he he exceeded any thought I had of him coming into the season, especially, uh, you know, with, with the limited knowledge of, of his past uh, playing. Uh, be, you know, again, coming from Rangers, I'm expecting something out of you coming to to Orange County. And, and he definitely um, was a bright spot in that uh, that partnership with Rangers and just sort of a an unexpected delight there on the right side of the defense for Orange County. Uh, and so I had to go with the same grade that you gave Dylan. I gave him an A. Look at me. I'm finally vindicated. He is with St. Murin in the Scottish Prem right now. He's on loan, but is with an option to buy. And his contract is expiring. Um, I believe at the end of next year. Let's make sure that I'm right there. Yeah, that sounds right. So I don't know. Probably one last move to prove that he's worthwhile, but I would imagine. He'll be a St. Mirren player starting in June. Um, that will do it for this week's ratings. I believe we have 11 players left. The 11, 10 players left who featured the most for Orange County this season. Ray, I'm going to hand it back off to you. I'm exhausted. I hate controlling this podcast. Why would anyone ever want to do this? Is he, is he gone? Great content. This is great podcast gone. content. Is he, is he frozen? Oh, he's gone. He's frozen. Look at that. All right. Well, let it um, go. I guess I don't get the option to just kind of uh, dip out really quick and let Ray take care of everything. So, What's your random thought, Dylan? What are we reading this week? Well, no, because we always go to you first. So it's time for our oh. final and our favorite section, random thoughts. So, Alan, what is yes. your random thought? Um, something that's been going around a little bit on the Twitter machines, um, is with the, uh, everyone moving kind of back to purple. Um, make sure you're thinking about your small businesses in your community, um, and reaching out and supporting them any way you can. Um, big box stores. Um, yes, they employ people and they need their jobs as well. Uh, but small businesses are really struggling right now. So if you're able to find one or two, this support, um, each week, 
uh, get out there in your communities and make sure we're supporting those small businesses that um, are integral to our communities. Uh, so that is my random thought of the week. I love it. Ray is back. Ray, what's your random thought? I am. I just wanted to make you work a little bit longer there. Um, you know, Alan's sort of stilling a random thought thought of mine. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just say support local businesses and stay safe out there. Um, you know, listen to what scientists are saying uh, to help protect other people by wearing a mask when you're out in public and avoid large gatherings, especially now that we're hitting the, the time of the year where people like to gather the most. Um, if you are going to meet up with uh, friends or family during this time of the year, make sure you find a way to do it uh, where you can stay safely distanced uh, outdoors, preferably. So, yeah. Go for it, Dylan. Responsible. I like it. Um, yeah, it's it's probably the time you guys should just probably stop going outside, really. I don't know. We're like this close, right? The light is at the end of the tunnel. With two successful vaccines coming out. Um, but we don't need to make this any worse. This is going to be a very, very dark winter. Um, so very dry winter because I believe it is an El Nino. But I'm not a meteorologist, which is a word I can now say 30 minutes later. Um, winter is coming. Someone... Winter is coming. I've never seen the show, but I have seen a lot of memes. Um, I, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I am not a meteorologist, but I am someone that enjoys reading. So you can read a seven-line poem titled An Old Woman's Painting by Lynn Emanuel. That's L-Y-N-N-E-M-A-N-U-E-L. Short, it's sweet. You can go on with your day and do whatever it is you have to do. Yeah, I mean, for everyone that is, um, well, I guess I'll waste a little bit more time. I hope Alan's ready at the end of this monologue. But for everyone that's joined us, thank you so much for joining us on another Tuesday night. We only have a couple more episodes, and we have one very, very special guest that is coming on. We're thrilled to have that episode coming up. Uh, in the meantime, you can rate us on Podchaser. Uh, you can just go to podchaser.com slash OCSC underscore, excuse me, podchaser.com slash OCSC podcast. Dylan does not know how to read. Dylan does not know how to read. I like to, but I can't TV. read or speak. What's going on? I don't know, but we'll cut to Alan. Alan, please save us. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to the MLS, USL and US scoff, soccer, US scoffer, US soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Are you tired of those old, same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? I know I am. Are you looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Well, you're in luck. Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. All right, that was great. That was at a Underwood48 on the Twitter machines doing that ad read. I am at OCSE underscore Dylan on Twitter and slash you slash OCSE underscore Dylan on Reddit. And you can find Ray complaining about Microsoft or Xbox at DJ Ray Samora on Twitter. For everyone here at the Orange Block Soccer Cast, we are out.